0: welcome to the she did It her way podcast where it's all about making the ultimate leap from your nine to five and building a business in life you love all while doing it your way i'm your host amanda boleyn let's get started hello my beautiful friends welcome back to another episode of the she did it her way podcast. If you are new around here, I just want to welcome you and give you a virtual hug and say, welcome to the She Did It Her Way family. I'm so happy you're here. I'm really excited to dive into today's solo cast. We are going to be talking all about creating self-discipline and drive within yourself. So ultimately, because as we're coming down, I don't want to say a close to 2018 because friends, we are still in October and two months is plenty of time to take massive action on your goals, and in your life. So don't be discouraged by that. But as we're winding down 2018 and we're gonna start ramping up for 2019, I think it's important to touch on the self-discipline topic and how do we create drive in ourselves because ultimately that allows us to accomplish our goals. And when I was breaking down, okay, what is self-discipline? Where does the drive come in? I was thinking about my life. I was looking at other people in my circle of influence, other podcasters and influential people that I follow, and looking at how they behave and what really drives them. Really, three things came very clear to me that when I was looking and researching for this topic is that you... Having self discipline and drive is really comprised of three things. One, having a compelling future. So, this includes what is it that you want out of life and what are your goals? This is your what. What is it that you're going after? Do you know what your goals are? Do you know what you want out of life? Or, one of my favorite quotes by Brendan Burchard is that if you leave your growth to randomness, you'll always live in the land of mediocrity. And I know sometimes when setting goals, which I'm going to dive in and over the coming months do more podcasts when it comes to goal setting, how we think about our goals? How do we set the right goals? And so you can stay tuned for that. But this one's really primarily on self-discipline and also internal drive. But back to Brennan Burchard's about if you leave your growth to randomness, you'll always live in a land of mediocrity. And I think sometimes we and I've experienced this where when I set goals, it's almost there's a little bit of resistance there because I'm like, what if I set the wrong goal? What if I set the wrong compelling future? And the good news is, is that there's no wrong answer in this. This is your life. This is these are your goals and this is your compelling future. And guess what? If you write your compelling future and it doesn't feel good to you, then you tweak it because you can because you're human and you're you and you get the ability to do that. So the three things, like I said, number 1, compelling future. So this is what what do you want out of life? What what are your goals? Number 2 is your why. Knowing specifically why is it that you want that compelling future? What is it about it that drives you and that inspires you? Because if you don't have the why and you don't have an emotional attachment to it, it's going to be somewhat difficult to continue driving forward. And so you want to make sure that you know why you chose your why for your compelling future. I remember when I worked at Target it always it was this ladder of five whys. so we would give a goal of ours for our quarterly status and then our my manager at the time would always ask why and then i would share my response and she'd say okay but why and it's just this this ladder of whys where you keep drilling down and after about five whys when you can answer that you really really truly uncover what is it and why Um, you decided to choose that goal. Or in this case, why do you want your compelling future? So that's number two. And number three, um, a byproduct of having a compelling future and knowing your why is creating is internally having self-discipline. So this is the how. How do you go about creating self-discipline so that you can accomplish your goals and stay motivated and inspired when it comes to your why and um, the end result, which is your goal. So number one, what's your compelling future? Number two, why do you choose that as your compelling future? And number three is the self-discipline. So this is the how to make sure that you are accomplishing your goals and having the foundation of the why. So again, first, number one is knowing what you want out of life. So do you know what your goals are both in business and in personal life? And like I shared over the next coming months, we're gonna dive even deeper in goal setting um, and we're gonna cover it more in depth. So stay tuned for that. But for the time being though, I want you to think about, do you have a compelling future statement that gets you excited, that you feel inspired by? One that you can think positive thoughts about. And one of the books, this is a quick insert, but if you haven't read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, I highly recommend it. It is a book that I read when I was 22, just out of college, and I've read it every so two to three years. And every time I've read it, it the words on the pages impact me and um, influence me in different ways, which makes sense because I'm a different person than I was two to three years ago. And so I'm going to be able to get different content. And I will be able to think about things a little bit differently. But one of the key points in Think and Grow Rich that has always stuck with me is that our thoughts create an emotion that leads to an action that produces a result. And so we are where we are because of the thoughts that we think. And so You have to ask yourself, does your compelling future, your why, trigger a thought that makes you feel inspired to take action and produce the results that you want? If it doesn't or it doesn't exist, you may need to change, one, the way you think about your compelling future and the thoughts that you attach the meaning to, or you may need to tweak your compelling future and your goals. So this is going back to when you first set your goals. If you don't feel inspired by them, or maybe they're a little too far stretched, your brain is going to make it feel as if it's, it it can't achieve it. And then it's going to be difficult to move through it. So this is why you're always going to be creating a compelling future. And you might find yourself every other month or every quarter, maybe tweaking it just a little bit more so that you can continue to sharpen that and be able to show up with your why. So that is one of the keys. For set goal setting as well is having that comp- compelling future and feeling inspired by it. It's very simple. Like you can apply the the thoughts that create emotion that drives an action that produces a result to anything in life. Just work backwards. If you are finding yourself in a situation that you are not happy with or on the other side that you're extremely happy with, you can back it up. If you are in a thought, you can back it up from, okay, this is the result. So what action did I take? And when I took that action, what? what how was I feeling? And when I was feeling that way, what were the thoughts that I was thinking? Everything in life. And the reason why we do the things that we do is driven through a thought. So even this podcast, for example, if I didn't think that this was a good topic, or if I didn't think that I was going to deliver really great content, I wouldn't have produced this episode. That has happened in the past when I've done solo cast. I have written an entire outline. I go to record it and I think, oh my gosh, this isn't good. They're not going to get anything out of it. And I've scrapped the whole thing. And so I have to take a step back and say, okay, is this just my mind and my thoughts trying to get in the way of producing a really good show and showing up? Or am I scared because I think that they won't enjoy it? So again, really take a step back where you are and choose a specific example and back it up from, okay, this is the result. What action did I take? What was I feeling when I took that action? And what were the thoughts that I'm thinking? So that's number one. The second piece is your why. So why do you Want the compelling future? Is it because you want to create financial freedom, time freedom? Maybe it'll allow you to be at home with your kids. Um, Maybe it'll allow you to travel and be location independent. One thing that I do want to mention—I'm not going to go into detail in this solo cast—is that you want to be careful about choosing a goal because you think it will make you happy. And yes, there are definitely there's parts of set goal settings that makes us excited and inspires us, but. the end result and the outcome shouldn't be because it will make us, it'll make you happy. And I really learned this through Book Castillo's The Life Coaching School about how if we do something like take money, for example, if we put so much stake in thinking that money will make us happy, like, oh, if I just had more money or if I just had more time, I would be happier. Or if I was thinner, I would be happier. What the the danger about that is that when you achieve it, then it may never be enough. And you're always going to be chasing your tail. So be mindful when you're setting your goals or even right now in this moment, if you think that, okay, I'm going to be happier in a different job, there will always be challenges where we go and it's learning to move through the discomfortness or maybe the quote unquote unhappiness piece and being able to learn gratitude and happiness in the moment that we are right now, which like I said, I could dive into a whole other um, podcast episode and especially share my experiences about thinking that more money will make me happier. And then ultimately getting to a root cause about having feelings of never being enough and all of this good stuff. But to land the plane and bring it back is the second piece is your why. And when you set goals, you want to make sure um, to be really clear about why you want it and be very uh, careful, not attach your why to it be bringing you more happiness. So um, it is truly, like I said, learning to be happy in the moment, regardless of outside circumstances. And so going back, one of my 2019 goals for she did her way and I will dive into this more like I said is to grow um, her way society to at least a thousand members by the end of 2019 so that is my compelling future and my why for wanting to grow her way society to a thousand members or more by the end of the year is because of a couple reasons and a couple why's one Um, it is definitely a stretch goal for me. That is a lot. We are currently hovering between 40 to 50 members right now. I only opened up enrollment uh, this past June and I really, I didn't, I haven't, opened it back up because I kind of use this as a beta testing to really figure out the user experience and all of this stuff. But in going to 2019, I know that we have the capabilities to grow the Her Way Society to a thousand members. And like I said, one of the reasons why I chose it is because it is a stretch goal. It is certainly possible to do, but it will definitely stretch me in the process. And I want to be challenged and pushed outside my comfort zone as we go through that. Another why, which these are in no particular order, is that the more women that are a part of Her Way Society the more community I can help foster through those connections made. And my overall vision is to help women like you tuning into this podcast to equip you with education and tools so that you feel confident to take action and start moving yourself out of corporate and becoming your own boss. So that really feeds up into the overall vision of She Did It Her Way as a whole. So Now that we've talked about the compelling future and the why, let's move into the how, the self-discipline piece of it. And goals and having a why are great, but unless we take action on them, it is quite difficult to achieve them, my friend. And self-discipline is the how, but it is also a byproduct of having the compelling future and why that helps drive us. And when you have something to quote unquote fight for, something to achieve, you're more likely to create self-discipline in your life. Plus, it's much easier to practice self-discipline because you know it is worth it. And one of my favorites, favorite quotes is that every time we say yes to one thing, we are indirectly saying no to another. And when we have the compelling future in the why it gets a little difficult to say no to that. And that really helps us in the moments of your decisions to be able to make the right decision. So a quick example of of this is, let's say it is Thursday e- evening and you're out with your friends or you're at, you're at a social event. And you know that you have a pretty important task that you need to fr- finish Friday morning for your business. And let's say this is assuming that you are side hustling. So you have a full-time job and you're working on your side hustle. And you know that you need to work on this particular task before you go into your full-time job. So while you're out Thursday evening with your friends, you have a choice to make regarding alcohol consumption because obviously alcohol um, causes us not to have a great night's sleep and you could be led to be in a hungover. And so knowing that you need to be on your A-game in the morning, Friday morning, so that you can be fresh to work on your business, the question becomes do you consume beverages and if so, how many? And ultimately the choice is yours, which – in addition, I know I keep saying an upcoming episode, but there's just so many, and I've thought about breaking down this episode even into smaller chunks, but I feel like this is the introductory to self-discipline and creating drive. And then we're gonna dive deeper into all these pieces in, in future in future episodes. So it's in the moments of our decisions that our destiny is shaped, says Tony Robbins. And take this example, um, take this for example, where you're out Thursday night and you know that you have a big task to work on Friday. Without a compelling future and a strong why, it's easier to default into the unconscious and maybe drink additional drinks in that moment or maybe make a choice that doesn't necessarily serve your overall higher vision, right? It's because every time you say no to one thing, you're saying yes to another. And every time you say yes to one thing, you're saying no to another. And so, Definitely in this moment when you have that compelling future and that why, the decision becomes more clear. So, the decisions are easier to make when your values and your vision is more clear. And definitely, the reason why, like, not every time will be perfect. I have certainly had too many glasses of wine when it was definitely in my best interest not to. This is why self discipline is a practice and you can't beat yourself up. And every day is a new day. Um, It is a muscle. So, when you begin to see the results, of your decisions and self-discipline you create a stronger drive and the key is to maintain the drive though even when the results don't show immediately especially like take weight loss or if you're lifting and you're on a weight like a lifting program oftentimes your body it takes three weeks for your body to um, experience results from decisions you made three weeks ago and so you just have to be committed to the vision and the compelling um, future and the compelling vision to continue creating and having self-discipline so So I want to give you a few ways to practice self-discipline in order to achieve your goals and create internal drive to reinforce your why. One of the simplest things you can do is change the words that you use and become hyper aware of the language you use and how it impacts your life. Be careful not to use phrases that leave you feeling uncertain. And one of the things when I look at people who are high performers, they oftentimes never rely on the phrase, I don't know. And the reason being is because when you use the phrase, I don't know, it is actually a buffer and a procrastination method. Because when you, if someone says, what type of business do you want to start? And you say, I don't know, you're actually giving yourself permission to not actually come to terms with what it is that you need to do. And so the takeaway is, is that anytime you find yourself about to say, I don't know as a response and encourage and challenge yourself to change it to a action item. So another example is that you could say, instead of saying, I don't know what business I want to start, you can swap that out and say, I'm figuring it out by doing X, Y, and Z. I'm figuring it out by taking action. Okay, so what action? And one trick that has always helped me is that if I truly thought that I didn't know the answer to something, I would then follow up and ask myself, okay, but if I did know, what might be the answer? So if I go, for example, the um, growing the... Her way society to a thousand members, and someone's like, okay, well, how are you gonna grow it? And if I said, well, I don't know, then someone would say in the response of, okay, but if you did know, how would you do it? And even just that simple tweak can really help change and flip the mindset in an instant. So I encourage you to use that trick on that as well. Um, The next thing about self-discipline too is know the difference between being productive and busy. Productivity is actually based on the result, not necessarily how much time you spend on the activity. So when you sit down to work, do you sit down to produce? Um, or do you sit down just to do something? I know I've been guilty of days where at the end of the day, I felt like I've worked so hard and I've spent hours and hours on something. And reality, when I reflect on what I actually did that day, I did just about everything except produce something. So we've all had that days those happen. But just being mindful of the difference between being productive and being busy. I spent the day mixing tasks like work tasks and with chores like laundry and dishes, with checking emails, starting a project, but never finishing it, taking two too long of a lunch, checking social media, getting on phone calls with friends and family. Now, again, like I said, this isn't to say that those types of days uh, won't happen. They will. But instead of just happenstance, let's plan those days and let's plan to be productive, not just busy. So no, again, productivity is based on results, not how much time that you spend on them. So it's important to work smarter, not necessarily harder. Another way to create self-discipline is plan your day strategically. So know when you're the most productive to do certain types of tasks throughout the day. So example is do work for your business before going into your full-time job. Obviously, if you can, if you have kids at home or there's other circumstances, it might be a little bit more difficult. But I know personally that every time I've worked in the previous years and last year, especially when I was working a lot of contract gigs and still running She Did It Her Way, I would have the best of intentions to say, okay, if I didn't get to She Did It Her Way stuff in the morning, I'll do it after I get back from from the project from the client site. Yeah, that was a really, was a really good idea in theory. But after nine and a half, ten hours on your feet, really, the last thing you want to do is strategy-intensive mental work, um, and planning. So, highly recommend be strategic about how you plan your days. Think about when you have the most energy, and let's say if you are a full-time business owner. Where are you doing, when are you doing your strategy work? Is it in the morning? Do you do it better in the morning or in the afternoon? I always highly recommend doing it in the morning because your brain is fresh and you haven't zapped your energy um, as much yet because it's in the morning and not in the afternoon. So the next one is know the difference between massive action and passive action. So what is passive action? What is massive action? What is the difference? And why do most people avoid taking massive action? And how can you get yourself into the position of taking massive action? So the difference, well, to give you an example, um, actually just to say, passive action is doing things like listening to podcasts, uh, reading books, doing something that is passive where it doesn't require you to take a ton of action. Now, there are definitely times and places when passive action is probably the best thing that you can do in that moment. So for example, if you're driving into work, instead of listening to music, you choose to listen to podcasts. Like I know many of you listen to this, listen to She Did It Her Way on your way to work or you're in a commute what have you, um, which I'm so grateful for and thank you. And in that moment, when you're doing those things, that's the best you can do because you can't really do much outside. If you're driving, you should be focused on driving. So passive action is a really great time to do that. Now, the difference, though, between massive action, passive is that massive action is that you are. Just start going gangbusters where you are implementing, tweaking, doing different things, testing, and it's when you implement things that you've learned and you take that physical action. And it's the difference between planning out your goals and getting really excited and moving things around and saying, "Okay, these are my goals for 2018 or 2019." This, this is what my website would look like. This is what my product would look like. That is mass, or that is passive. The difference is then the massive action is actually building your website and pressing the live button on your website. It is taking action on your goals and potentially failing along the way, creating your first iteration of your product and product and doing it again and again, because you need to improve the first and second and third iteration of it. And I think the reason why most people probably shy away from taking massive action, or at least I know I have in the past, is because when you take massive action, it can and most likely be very uncomfortable. You will hit roadblocks, you will experience failure, and you will be met with resistance. The good news is, is that all of that is normal. And if we can get comfortable Stepping outside of our comfort zone, that is the key. If we can learn to dance with the discomfort and know that the discomfort is normal and part of the process, then we can begin to take massive action and build up momentum so that we are taking massive action and seeing the results. Um, towards the goals that we want, and we're heading towards that, and we are being productive and not just being busy. Another thing to create self-discipline too is create the environment for you to succeed. Uh, whether like where you do your work, who you surround yourself with, down to the furniture that you may have at your home or in your office, the status. Uh, like take a, take the take an inventory of your your car. Is it clean or? is it like become a garbage can on wheels? I have a very, very dear friend of mine who I absolutely love. She's been a best friend of mine from, uh, oh my gosh, I think um, junior high, so seventh grade. Uh, And the joke always is, every time we get in her car as friends, we laugh because we're like, we can't even see the floor. Like girlfriend, come on, what is going on? And so it's what is the environment that you are feeding your brain on a daily basis from consumption habits to what is just like static? to down to the furniture and like how clean your environment is. So can you swap out watching TV for a book that will help you grow? Can you swap out music for podcasts? And again, for some people, they can do this all the time. For some people, we need breaks. Sometimes you guys know if you've been tuning in for a while, I enjoy Real Housewives from time to time. It's always a good way to decompress and let the brain sit. So just being mindful of like overall, what is the environment that you're creating for yourself to succeed? And then the last piece is, living by a growth mindset. And there are two different types of mindset. There's the growth mindset and the fixed mindset. I'm currently reading a book called Mindset, The New Psychology of Success by Carol Dweck. And one of the parts that in her book, so she really she breaks down the fixed mindset and the growth mindset, is that when you enter a mindset, you enter a new world. In one world, the world of fixed traits. So that is success is about proving you are smart or talented and validating yourself. In the other, the world of changing qualities, it's about stretching yourself to learn something new and developing yourself. And so asking, am I of a fixed mindset or am I of the growth mindset? And in her research, she has learned that it is in the growth mindset that you don't always necessarily need confidence and I think I love it because it really speaks to the ability to test and you're really focused not necessarily on the end goal, but more focused on what am I learning and how am I growing and developing as a person along the way. And like I said, over the next few podcasts, few months, I'm going to dive deeper into some of these topics because there's so much more that I can say about each and every single one of them. But I wanted to do a high-level overview to give you an idea, like a review, preview of what to expect um, over the coming months and so how we can really break that down and accomplish the goals in your life and in your business as well. I hope that you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. And so to recap, know, number one, ask yourself, what is my compelling future? Do I know what it is and what my goals are. So that is your what. Number two is your why. Why do you want that compelling future? Why do you want to achieve those goals? And dig down into five layers of why. Get out a piece of paper, a blank sheet of paper, write down a compelling future. Write number one, ask yourself, why do I want it? Write it down. Go number two, why do I want that? Go number three. Go all the way down into five wives. Five five wives. Five whys, <laughs> not wives, my goodness. And then number three, the self-discipline. So Take in the changing your words. Ask yourself, you know, okay, if I don't know, but like if I did know, what would it be? And then know the difference between being productive and being busy. Check in with yourself. Ask yourself, okay, wait. Am I being productive or am I being busy? If you are someone who's in a corporate job right now, don't think that you need to wait to do any of this stuff or to check in about being productive versus busy. Practice it while you're at work, right? That also plays into the growth mindset because you're actually focused on practicing a trait, practicing a skill, regardless of where you're at. And then also plan your day strategically, be mindful of your energy, condition yourself and challenge and encourage yourself to do even 25 minutes of work on your business before you go into your full-time day job. Can you go to bed earlier to get up earlier, even 25 minutes, 30 minutes, and then focus on taking taking massive action and always um, just be mindful of when that resistance come up. Resistance comes up. Know that it is absolutely normal, and the more you practice moving through and overcoming that resistance, the easier it's going to be. Because then your mind's not going to try to produce thoughts that are self-like limiting and that are imposter syndrome thoughts. So it's this whole entire circle. Maybe I should create a diagram of how this all goes around. And then also again, be mindful of your environments that you create through the people you hang out with, um, how clean or maybe not clean your environment is, and what that impacts um, has the effects on you. And then lastly again, growth versus fixed mindset. So making sure and being focused on what it is you're learning in the process versus trying to prove yourself through the success that you have and change the meaning of success. Because Wayne Dyer says that when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And so I would love for you, if you enjoyed this podcast episode or you're on social media, specifically Instagram, that's where I hang out a lot, um, tag us in it. Let let me know. I respond to those and I'm in and out of that. And I would just love to engage um, with you, but I hope that you have an amazing rest of your week and I will talk to you then. Bye-bye. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head on over to SheDidItHerWay podcast.com where you can access the entire vault of She Did It Her Way podcast episodes and more information all about how to make the ultimate leap from your nine to five. And If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you headed on over to iTunes and left a review letting me know what you love about the She Did It Her Way podcast. Until next time, keep doing it your way.